sometimes we focus so much on the distraction where the better payoff is just to pay attention to what we are paying attention to. What, what do I want my heart to be after? So if I didn't think so much about the distractions and thought, I want to be a woman after God's own heart. Do you ever feel like you're so distracted that it's hard to get done what you want to get done or focus on the things you really want to be focused on? Well, this episode is so good. Katie Westenberg, she's the author of But Then She Remembered how to give God your full attention in a distracted world. And she's talking to us about, man, how to be intentional, how to be present, how to not give in to distraction so that you can really remember like whose you are and what scripture says. It is such a great discussion. And honestly, like so many different points in our conversation, I was like, whoa, I've never thought of that before. So you're going to love this conversation. I think it's perfect for summer, like end of summer, as we're starting maybe to get into the fall and like kids, changes of schedules and all the things. So this is such a good conversation. And Katie's a new friend to me. And so probably maybe to many of you too. So enjoy this conversation with Katie Westenberg. But Please don't forget, we would love for you to leave a review. It helps other wives find encouraging hope and truth from a wife like me. So please just um, leave a review if you haven't. Share this also with a friend. We would so appreciate it because it's helping more people. All right, let's listen to this conversation with Katie Westenberg. Hey, welcome. I'm so excited to be chatting with Katie Westenberg. She is the author of the new book, But Then She Remembered How to Give God Your Full Attention in a Distracted World. We're not distracted. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, Katie. It's great to meet you. You're new to a wife like me. And so we're all meeting you for the first time. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Yeah. Well, why don't you just introduce yourself to us and then we can kind of just chat about your book. I'm so excited. Yeah. I am from Washington State. My name is Katie Westenberg, as you said, and I live in the non-Seattle part of Washington State. People think of Washington and they often think of Seattle, but I kind of live on the drier side where there's a lot of agriculture. And I have lived here my entire life. I actually live like 20 miles from where I was born. (laughs) So I've traveled really long and far. And I've been married for 22 years next month. And I have four kids. My oldest one just graduated from high school, but they're homeschooled kids. So um, that's a big part of my time and my work in this season. And so as total, we have three teenagers living at home and then I have an 11 year old boy too. So that's the biggest part of my work in this season of life, but um, God's also given me capacity to write and speak a little bit. And so that's kind of what brings me here. So good. So, okay. Your book is all about being distracted. Mm -hmm. Why did you write it? Mm -hmm. Well, I wrote it um, for me as much as for anyone else, right? That's usually where books start in our own heart with our own struggles. And so I saw a couple of collisions happening at the same time. First of all, just just the um, intensity of distraction. I don't necessarily think that distractions are new. I think um, we have struggled with them as a people all the way 
back to the history of the Israelites, right? Where they took their eyes off of Christ and they um, decided maybe we could make this golden image and follow it. Like they lost sight of what God had called them to do. So I think distractions aren't new, but they do seem to be operating at a feverish pitch. They do seem to be closer than ever before when it's just not just the phone in our pocket, but it's the watch on our wrist or um, the, the feeds and the screens that are continually updated. So um I, it's just that struggle in my own life while I'm trying to raise these teenagers, right? I'm trying to teach them how to do it as I'm learning to do it well myself. So that's kind of where I notice the need for distraction most acutely. Awesome. And here you wrote this book on distraction and how we cannot live distracted. Why don't you tell us like, where did this book come from? Why did you write it? Well, like most books, they are lived out in the author's life before they ever make it onto the page. But it, it really came as a collision of two different things. So um, noticing the feverish pitch of distractions in my own life, right? I, I don't think distractions are anything new, but they do seem to be closer and maybe more intense than ever before, because now they're not just our phones, but they're they're our watch on our wrist, right? They're the screen that has multiple things flashing at us. So they are easier to access than ever before. And so I'm living this out while trying to lead the teenagers in my home, right? So how am I going to lead them well if I haven't figured this out to a certain extent? And then at the same time, almost everything I write is birthed out through my study in scripture. So um, probably four or five years ago, as I was reading through, just when you're reading through really fast, like cover to cover to kind of take in big themes, I had noticed the themes of remembrance and what happens when God's people forget. Kind of in a whole new way, I had never noticed it so distinctly, like what he's called us to remember. And I think that's where distraction gets in the way. It's when we become distracted that we become forgetful. We forget truth. We forget who God is. And we end up somewhere where we never wanted to be. That's good. God has called us to remember, but when we're distracted, we forget. Mm -hmm. That's that's so true. Mm -hmm. So what have you like obviously what like practically speaking, what are some of the ways that distraction like the symptoms of distraction or like the the downfalls of distraction? I think we know it, but I actually think there's benefit to sinking in and being like faced with the reality of these consequences. So let's just talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. The symptoms are what often get our attention, right? Because we feel that like underlying sense of nervousness. I think there's a study out there that says about 60 to 75% of Americans will admit that they're addicted to their phone. So we have this knowledge of something operating, absorbing a lot of us, absorbing our mental state. Um, you know, we know what it's like to get on our phone for probably a good purpose because there's all kinds of benefits to technology. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have access to this great technology. So maybe we get on our phone to uh, text a friend about something that's important that we need to take care of. But then all of a sudden, here we are, uh, um, there's a notification that's flashing at us. And then we're on the social media and 20 minutes later, we forgot what we were doing, right? We've all experienced that um, drifting down a path we don't want to go. So we have those symptoms, but sometimes we become apathetic to them. We just think this is this is kind of how we live now. We know that it's, it's not a comfortable way to live, but we don't really know what to do about it. And beyond that, where we kind of peel back the layers of that in the book is does a distracted mind lead to a distracted heart? 
Because is our time, the, the days we have here spent in a way that we really don't want to spend them, maybe the way that we don't believe God intended us to spend them because they're they're whittled away, little things that we don't want to spend our time on. So really getting behind those surface symptoms to think, does distracted eyes, do distracted eyes lead to a distracted heart? So when I hear you talking about like being distracted, one of the things that I think of and you talk about in your book is like the difference between being distracted and being interrupted. Mm -hmm. And why don't you talk about that so that we can like, because I I just think it's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something we don't usually separate super clearly, but we can notice the difference in our own responses. So when I am distracted, right? Like the example I just used, I get on my phone for something purposeful, um, a good way to use this tool of technology and, and I'm down a rabbit trail I never intended to go on and 10 minutes go away and I don't even realize what I'm doing. Like I can give way to my distractions with little frustration, with little thought even, right? I'm just going down that path. This is what I'm doing. And now I'm looking at someone else's paint colors of their house. They're like, what? What? why do I even care about this? Why am I even... Been looking at this, right? So I'm glad to go on my own way, letting my uh, my eyes and my mind be distracted. But when someone interrupts me, my response tends to be quite different. You know, what, no matter what I'm doing, if I have a child comes that, that comes up and interrupts me, my response is like, wait a minute, but I, I was doing something here. Or um, someone else's, the mess of their life lands on my day. There's immediate need that I wasn't planning for. Those things frustrate me. So I was noticing I'm frustrated by my interruptions, but I'm happy to waste time on my distractions, right? So what's the difference there? And what does that look like? And it was really when I began to take a look at the life of Christ. Okay. Was Jesus ever interrupted? Like, did he deal with these things? And Jesus was continually interrupted, but he was never distracted from his mission, right? So he would go preach somewhere and he'd say, okay, we're going to take off on the boat and we're going to go to the other side of the sea. And people are running to meet him on the other side, right? Or he just arrives and someone says, I I need you for healing. So his path was like constantly diverted, but he always saw those interruptions. He met them with compassion. We see that over and over throughout scripture, okay? So when Jairus comes and says, I need you to heal my daughter, he meets him with compassion passion and goes with him when he with the woman with the issue of blood stops him on the way right it's just over and over again when you start to look through that lens of was jesus interrupted how did he respond and then in that he addressed the people in front of him the needs in front of him and he was never distracted from his ultimate mission so that kind of gives us a recipe like how can i do this how can i think differently how can i walk not by the flesh but by the spirit and respond differently when those interruptions come my way so then, yeah, like, let's, let's talk about that. How can we live? Cause I, I talk, we talk a lot about busyness here at a wife like me, that how can we break free from being like living a distracted life? How, what does that look like? It looks a lot of like Paul talks about in Galatians to walk less by the flesh and more by the spirit, right? If if that's my goal, because on our own, we are so prone to wander. You know, we think of distractions as these ugly things out there absorbing us, but I can get distracted by all kinds of good things too, right? We have like these ways we can lean and absorb, you know, I could, I could decide I want to steward my body well. And so I'm going to exercise and I'm going to eat well, and it can become an obsessive compassion, obsessive passion that, that causes me to disregard all other kinds of good things in my life, right? I'm spending all of our finances on it. I become like obsessed with how I look, any of that hospitality in my home, 
like we are called to hospitality, but I can like start focusing so much on my home and the things I need and the things I don't have. And it can become this whole ugly whirlwind. At the same time, it was created to be something good, right? So there's these cliffs we can fall off on every single side. So that's why he's calling us to, to walk by the spirit, right? Not the flesh. It's like, it's like, like he told um, Cain, like when God was talking to Cain back in Genesis, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. He wants to taint every good thing the enemy wants to, but you have to rule over that. And how we do that is with the help of the Holy Spirit. He was telling John, or Jesus was telling his disciples in John, John 14, that the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us all things and reminds us of all the things he has taught to us. So in those moments where I feel that distraction or I'm going down a path, you know, we're prone to do that. I can have the Holy Spirit convict my heart. I can invite him. Can you remind me? Can you remind me what's important here? What is the purpose here when I get off track and I'm distracted by that which is good or that which is not good? And can you call me back? That's where we take those things captive and I bring them into obedience with scripture. That's so good. So good. So then, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening and I'm like, okay, yes, I want to live surrendered to the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in my every day, right? Mm-hmm. And then we come home or I leave this interview or you stop listening to this, this episode, whatever. And you're back in your kitchen making dinner and you grab your phone and you just go back into your ruts, right? Like, are your routines that you're, you're like that we do? Like, that's just what we do. We, and right. How to practically speaking, how can we break out of our routine of the same old distractions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for, for many of us, it, we can't like Katie nor I can give you like a formula because you only like Holy Spirit inside of you is going to like prompt you and guide you and convict you in the, in the ways and the areas that you are consistently distracted. Right. So like some of this is like, you you just need to ask him and like let him counsel you right mm-hmm. um but also like what have you learned and what do you talk about like what can practically that we can like lean into this way of living mm-hmm. yeah we often want a formula like you're saying right or or maybe just a schedule if you could tell me how to do this right you know what what should my screen time be so i can just get mm-hmm. get right there and we'll check that off as if god is up there you know with a, a screen time checklist and like oh katie's over today you know that's too much that's not you know that that's not really he's after our hearts and we kind of want to make it about a list so when we're praying that prayer for conviction you know, he's not up there and um, he's not up there shaming us over that time too. I think that's what we fall into when we focus so hard on the distractions and the minutes and what this formula should look like, because then, then we feel ashamed like, oh my goodness, there I did it again. I wasted 20 minutes on Instagram today or what have you, right? But that contrite heart that wants to follow him is what he's after. That that could be successful right there. I ask him again, can you redeem this, Lord? Can you change my reflexes? And can I trust him to do that? So some of that is often for me just slowing down just slowing down to pay attention what I'm doing. One thing I've done in front of my kids that has been kind of helpful because those rabbit trails that we follow on our phones are done so discreetly. You know, if we were distracted physically, you would see me walking to something else or doing something else. Oh yeah, I was supposed to be cooking dinner and here I am outside in the flowers or what have you, right? But when it's on our phone, no one knows where we're traveling. So sometimes to remind my own brain and to be accountable to those around me, I will say, I'm just going to look up this recipe really quick and then I'm going to set my phone down. 
right? And, and they might be listening and they may not be, but sometimes it's just me remembering because we do the same thing. Like you walk into a room and you forget what you walked in there for. Or the other day I was opening up the fridge and I was making someone lunch and thinking, what, what did I need in this fridge? Like I have to think, I have to stop and think through those things. So it's just calling our design. God made us to be remembers. So calling that into action. Can I say that out loud and just be more aware of those things that I want to be paying attention to, which is, it's super interesting because the, the research and the science actually supports this idea, just even outside of the church. There's a, a study I talk about that um, Forbes School of Business did, and they were doing it on distraction and paying attention. And their kind of bottom line was that sometimes we focus so much on the distraction where the better payoff is just to pay attention to what we are paying attention to. Like, what, what do I want my heart to be after? So if I didn't think so much about the distractions and thought, I want to be a woman after God's own heart. What would that look like in my day? You know, could could I tithe 10% of my time to being in his word? And then maybe if I have a heart so consumed by living for Christ uh, with being in communion with him throughout my day, would that absorb my minutes? Would that take my time and make it look different? Because I think that's where he likes to work most. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. I think part of what I'm learning is again, like just what you're, just what you're saying, you know, we, we don't, he's, we can easily look at all these outs, like these factors within our lives and be like, Lord, what, what, you know, like the phone, the TV, the, you name it, right. I'm spending, like, mm-hmm. how do I honor you? what does it look like to honor you in these, in these different areas of my life? When really it's like, I just like all of my being wants you Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like, if that is truly our focus, then everything else will get worked out. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and we can trust him to duh. do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a whole, I think though, that especially like in our present day where we have so much information and, mm-hmm. you know, I think of even like church services, right? We go or like, tell me more, tell me more, like, give me, give me what I should do this week. Mm-hmm. You know, when really it's like, I'm pretty sure that Holy Spirit within us can tell us and like through his word will show us not, not I'm not saying any of that is bad I'm saying right, like right. we're so used to just being like okay I'm ready tell me more like give me more give me the next step mm-hmm. and it's just I think it's it's like counter what we're used to like American Christianity of like wait wait a second you're not gonna just tell us like that it's best that research shows like under blah, 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 minutes a day or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, or if I sit down at, you know, before everyone wakes up for 15 minutes and I journal, followed by two scriptures and like, whatever. Right. Like, no, actually no. Like, yeah. So what is your heart where? Yeah. So I love that. How about this then? I think with, you know, okay, I have three kids at home. It's summer. It's cray cray. Like there's activities. There's mom, 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 right? Like so much happening every day. Can I go to the neighbors? Can I, can we blah, 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 right? It's like, ah, and like, how do we, again, that's like interruptions versus distractions, which is super helpful. I'm going to be chewing on that for a while, but how can we 
almost like set ourselves up to expect to be distracted or like, how can we prepare against those? Like, how can we set ourselves up to not fall into the trap of being distracted again and again and again and again and again and again? Because I just, I think sometimes just listening to uh, an episode like this, right? It's like, oh yeah, whoa. Like I'm, I am like not remember, I'm forgetting, right? And I'm called to remember and, and abide. And, and again, like for today, that might be like really rich for our souls, but like, how can we actually live it out? Right. So like, how can we prepare for tomorrow next week mm-hmm. when, summer vacation is done or whatever. And I forget about this conversation. Yeah. Is there something you can give us to help us? That's such a great question, right? Because in some ways we're just participating in the more information, right? Like there's so much information out there and you're nodding your head and you're like, this is so good. And how can I remember that two weeks later? It's it's interesting exactly what you're talking about in our culture, because at the same time that we're exposed to and we are ingesting more information than ever, like, is it really changing our lives? Are we a more transformed people? Are we a more faithful people? You know, we kind of have more struggles with the information that we're trying to hold because our capacities are only only so great, right? We can only ingest so much. So, so really the thread there is just faithfulness, faithfulness with the Lord and, and faithfulness, not like a checklist, but faithfulness in knowing him, right? I remember when you're talking about kids around the house. I remember when mine were really little and, and I've always been, I'm, I'm naturally pretty disciplined, right? That's how I like to do things. But then I, I go way into that with list checking side of things. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be someone who reads my Bible every day when my kids are really little and I, I got good at it, right? Because this is what I do. Like you drink coffee, you read Bible, go on your day. And I remember one specific day where I had a baby wake up super early. So you're just, you're starting far before you want to like, here we go. Here's the day. And I I think I had been up during the night. It was just one of those really rough nights, but I actually kind of forgot about it, right? Because the day just went fast. And I remember like being in communion with Christ during that day, just just throughout the day, just noticing his presence with me. One of those sweet days where you just notice like, man, you've strengthened me today. He was just walking with me. At the very end of the day, I thought back through my day and realized I never even read my Bible today. I never even read my Bible, right? And it was so convicting to me to think, maybe it's not about my list and my recipe, right? Like, not that that's a bad thing to be in the word. That's a good habit we want to form, yeah. right? And a lot of times that is the investment for different days. If I had never been in that word, right? I didn't have that to lean on. Because when we talk about being a good rememberer, I want to remember the truth of God. I want to remember his faithfulness. I can't remember what I don't first know. So I need to know him through his word. I need to know who he is. I need to know his faithfulness. I need to know the way he loves because on days when I'm not in the word or on the day when you get a diagnosis that absolutely turns your world upside down and your mind can't take in anymore, you know, frankly, that's the space most of us live in a lot of the time, right? Then it's that investment I've made years before on slow days. It's that slow faithfulness that comes to the surface. And I can think, God, I know who you are here. Even if I can't absorb any of the words here, if I can't absorb absorb another sermon, another podcast, anything, I can remember, but this is who you are. This is who you were to the, faith, the Israelites. This is who you were to me throughout the last season or to my family throughout their struggles, right? And then that's when that comes. And, and as a faith, we can hold on to in that struggling season. So a lot of it is just being faithful, but then also trusting him 
when, when things, when that, when we go off the rails, right. Mm -hmm. And saying, okay, Lord, this is who you are. Even if I didn't check my Bible reading for the day, right. You're going to walk with me here. And, And that's just getting to know him like a father and a friend. I think what you're talking about is living not like the world, right? And it's truly like wanting to, believing that he has set us apart mm-hmm. and therefore then just really like living that out, choosing to live that out and not, you know, I think it's so comfortable what we do, right? Our routines and our every ways in which we just go through our day, it's, mm-hmm. we're comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. and yet. Like the way of Jesus, following Jesus isn't comfortable. And so for each of us, I think he's challenging us and he's inviting us to ask and to really allow him to like purify our hearts and our minds. And that might look like something you, that makes you uncomfortable, right? It might look like, I remember well, I don't remember how long ago, but maybe a year ago or something like I knew the Lord was saying for us to just give up for not for to me to, to give up, to fast from watching TV. And so that was a big deal because it's kind of just what my husband and I would do after the kids would go down, we would, we would talk, catch up, but we'd watch a show for a little bit or something. And um, so I said, you know, you can obviously like do whatever you want, but I'm going to not be watching TV. So I just started reading. And so then my husband's like, well, I want to do it too then. Like, I mean, if you're going to do it, I want to, I'm not going to watch TV if you're not going to. So he just started reading and (laughs) it was really cool that, you know, we wanted to keep it up because we, at the end of the month, we're like, oh man, like our hearts just felt so different. And it's, it's, it's like attracting, right? It's just, it's, it's like a, the, um, the aroma, the flavor, the, you know, it's, and that, so we, my point is, is, are we willing to really, you know, actually follow to whatever he's saying, right? If our hearts are for him and we want him and we truly want to seek after him with everything we have, then, you know, I hope we're willing to, but like lean into whatever that looks like, lean into like the uncomfortable part of that because he he's, you're going to like experience a different you're going to grow in your dependency and your deeper understanding, your deeper intimacy with God as you obey. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a beautiful and not popular, you know, uh, especially when you go on your phone and you do see like all these beautiful things from these beautiful people. And you're like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Actually. No, (laughs) I mean, not that that you can't, but it's like, it's not popular and it's not going to get you seen by the world at all and that's awesome like so just be willing to do that I guess what would you want to say to the woman who knows she's been living a distracted life but and she feels the symptoms of it she's tired she's rushed she's just exhausted she feels like she can't even keep anything straight what do you want to say to her I, w- I would challenge her just to be like one step intentional about this, right? Like what's one thing I can do? Because what what you're saying, that intentionality and the choice you made and, and the struggle with it, right, is is so key, right? Just to be intentional with our time. We talk about some science in the book that like 95% of our decisions are made every day without even thinking about them. 
right? We are people of habit. So we just do these things. But if we stopped for half a second and thought, I, I want to live this differently, what would, what would it look like? And, and the challenge is it often doesn't look super cute or super fancy. You know, I wish I could tell you that I, I talk about scripture memorization because that has been so helpful to me. And that is not fancy and cute, right? <laughs> like I don't do it because I'm amazing at it. And I can sit here and quote a bunch of scripture. Sometimes I'm amazed how terrible I am about it. Like I could read that verse 25 times and I keep on tripping up on it, right? And it was one day I was reading in Psalms and how he talks about meditating on God's word day and night. And it occurred to me in my crazy and, and not cute struggle to memorize memorize scripture, I am meditating on it day and night. I'm, for, I'm reading it again and trying to get it through my thick brain. And as much as it's a struggle to memorize it, it's a struggle for me to live it too, right? So when I'm just, I'm doing the, the physical work of the internal issue here, but it's just one mm -hmm. tiny thing at a time. Like I want to take this word and I want it to live in me. I want, I want his word to be the words that I pray and the words I speak over my kids, right? And so when I'm meditating, all that struggle that I think this is, gosh, I'm terrible at this. Actually, maybe we're kind of amazing at it. Maybe this mm -hmm. is what it's supposed to look like, right? That struggle to know him here, just, just one tiny bit at a time. So what's the smallest little change you can make? I found that to be when you're reading like the habit book. That's really important for exercise. Like, don't go out and say, I'm going to run a marathon at the end of the month. But could I take a 10-minute walk every day? You know, could I, could I take 10 minutes to be intentional in knowing the Lord? Like, what would my life look like if I wanted to be a woman after God's own heart? So it can be 10 minutes of intentional Bible reading. It can be memorizing scripture. It can be any of that. But if I wanted to live a life that looked different, right, that I that focused on Christ and his eternity in my present, in my now, right, what would that look like? And then act in that. Hmm. That's so good. We can do that. Mm -hmm. We can do that. I, mm -hmm. Your book, Katie's book, but then she remembered how to give God your full attention in a distracted world. It's out now. Get it for yourself. What a perfect time. It's still summer. I feel like our kids are going back to school. You know, maybe just activities are resuming or changing again. It's just such a good always a good time but um get it get it for yourself get it for your friends your family um because it's helpful and it's challenging and also if you are like meh i don't really think that i really want to read that because honestly it it's a it's a it's a tricky i think it's tempting to just continue on as you are that's what it is mm -hmm. and that like, I don't really want to change my life. That I think is the, that's the thing that keeps many of us in just the regular broadcasting of our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to actually decide to push past that and actually dive in and change it up for the betterment of your family, yourself, people around you. So Katie, would you mind, and just a reminder to Katie and her book, they're linked in the show notes. So make sure to check those out to just easy clicks for you there. Um, can you close us out by praying over the women watching, listening, all the things? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I thank you 
for opportunity to uh, connect and talk about you across our country, Lord. I thank you for sound waves that make this the technology work when it's so beyond us, Lord, that we could take time out of our schedules to hear about you, to learn about you, to be reminded of who you are and what you've called us to, Lord. And I pray for every woman listening to this today, Lord, that um, these words would be imbibed with your Holy Spirit that you would convict them, Lord, that you would bring them into a, a new line of sight, a new understanding of who you are, that lives might be changed, that hearts might be changed, that homes and families and marriages might look different because we want to be women after your own heart, Lord. We ask that you would be with every woman listening, Lord. Give her the courage to do something different. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Katie, so much for being with us. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, you are loved. And we just thank you. Share this with a friend who needs encouragement, who needs hope, who needs to remember. So thanks for being with us, Katie. And I'm sure we will chat with you again. Thank you, Amanda. It was a pleasure to be here. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye.